afternoon and good evening and welcome to the Tinder Bundle. I'm your host, The Wandering Avad, and welcome to another episode of Kindling Questions. Now today's question is, what is the most important verse in the Bible? Now looking back, this question stems from a conversation that I had with a friend who will remain nameless. We were discussing the idea of the most important commandment. And throughout the discussion, the question arose, well, what would be the most important verse of the Bible? Now, at first glance, we could sit there and start fishing through for verses. But this is actually a little bit difficult to answer because the Bible is actually a codex. It's a library of 66 different books with about 40 plus different authors written and collected over hundreds of years. So it was almost unfair to say which verse is the most important out of all these 66 books, even though they're all written differently. So how do you choose one verse out of a compilation so large? We thought, pondered. And as I prayed over such things, I really began to question. And then I realized I had a verse that I believe is the most important verse in the Bible. And that verse would be Genesis 1, verse 1. Now, some might wonder, why would I choose such a verse? But let's take a look at it. Let's break it down. Let's see exactly what we are getting into. Genesis 1, verse 1. In Hebrew, reads, Bereshit barat Elohim et hashamayim va'et ha'aretz. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, this here opens up the idea of every concept, every idea, every framework that is known to man. If you really look at it, it first off starts off with letting every dimension that man experienced had a creation. For instance, in the beginning, the word Bereshit, which is coming from the word Resh, the head. But in the beginning denotes the creation of time. So we now have, in a sense, a clock moving. And funny enough, I don't believe this clock that is moving is moving as the Greeks would have taught us in such a linear motion, but it's almost spherical, encompassing all dimensions. But as we go on, there's Hashemayim, the heavens. We're now dealing with space. We're now dealing with the levels of the firmaments. 
we're dealing with dimensions. So we're realizing space will only exist within the framework of time. And then Haaretz, the earth, matter, substance, the tactile, tangible things. We're seeing the creation of time, matter, and space all within this verse, which presents us with the idea that there was a creation towards all the laws of physics, thermodynamics, and general relativity, all of the forms of mathematics, everything that we comprehend, everything that we believe is science, as in to be knowing, everything that we can observe was coming within these three elements and they were created. They began with someone, with an author, a creator. But who would that be? Well, first off, how do we know it was fully created? Remember, in the beginning, God created. So we see it's God, Elohim, and it says created, bara. The beautiful thing about, let's, let's touch on this word, bara, for a moment. This word, bara, means to be created or fashioned, made, but the unique thing about this word bara is it only is applied in reference to God. It is a verb that only walks with God and his work. This word bara is what would slowly begin to create something that is called ex nihilo, being created from out of nothing. All substances, everything, all the elements on the periodic table are created from God. And as you continue to read, you'll realize his creation comes through his words, the things he has spoken to being. For the word would say, and God said, he speaks it, he permits it, he allows the concept of its existence to come forth, and then it is born. And who it is? The word here used is Elohim, God. And as we begin to open up scripture, we begin to see who this God really is. For this God is later named throughout the Old Testament, what is also referred to as the Tanakh, we'd read, Elohim is also the one known as the yod heh vov Also referred to as Adonai, Hashem, the one who should not be named. But he is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The one some refer to as Yahweh or Yahuwah or Jehovah. But he, this God, is the author of all things. Now for those who accept and believe in the New Testament, through John 1, we also recognize Elohim, in a sense, is plural for a reason. 
because there was a Godhead represented here in the creation. For John 1 verse 1 also mentions that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And as you continue to read through John 1, you'd realize the Word, Logos, is the one who is also called the Light, and later learned to be the man named Yeshua, who in English we call Jesus. Not to mention, we also see by verse 2, that the Spirit of God is moving. So we see the Ruach HaKodesh, we see the Holy Spirit moving about doing His work. The whole Godhead at work in creation. And it is all summed up in this unity, this plurality in one, in this plural word used here, Elohim which has always been pronounced as simply God. Now God is the author. This here, this verse then, begins to open up some answers to even some of our greatest questions. For example, one of the greatest questions that man asks till this day, and many sides wrestle with the true answer, where did we come from? And the answer is we came from Elohim's creation. Elohim put his time and his mind for human words to be used into bringing us here. And because Elohim brought us, this means whatever he created, he created with his own desired purpose. So we, why are we here? We are here because we have a purpose. And we know we have a purpose for a creator created us for a purpose. The second question we tend to ask is, what's the meaning of life? And why are we here? Well, knowing that Elohim created us, then it is up to us to seek out and search Elohim and find out What is the meaning of life? And why has he put us here? What is the purpose of our existence? And the beauty is, though Genesis 1 verse 1 is the beginning of a compilation of books, through the compilation of books, we learn what is our purpose. We learn what is the meaning of life. But in one sense, it could be summed up as what Ecclesiastes 12 would say when the famous preacher gives us some of the matter. And our life's purpose and the reason we are here is to express God's love and to give him glory. Now, yes, life doesn't always seem the best, but through the stories that follow Genesis 1 verse 1, we understand why. We understand the theodicy, as in why bad things happen to good people. We understand why the world is falling apart. We understand entropy, the decay. We understand all of it. And we gain those understandings 
in the beginnings in Genesis chapter 3 when we learn of the introduction of sin which is decay to the creation which includes you and I but besides that being a truth and point we must realize we still had a purpose and that there is a meaning of life that can be found in the God who is mentioned in Genesis 1 verse 1. Which leads us to one of the last, always most famously asked questions we face. What happens next? Is there life after death? Do we just return to the dirt? And the only way to truly have that answer is to tap back into the one who authored all of this creation. The one who knows the beginning as well as the end. The omnipresent one. The omniscient one. Oh, the omnipotent one. The one who has seen everything from the end all the way up to now. Because he being God who created time, matter, and space. Being that he created, he was outside of time, matter, and space. So everything that happens within the bubble of time, he can observe from outside of it. But being omnipotent, he still has the power to be inside if he so desires. So he is inside time and outside time all at the same time, which is a phenomenon we can try to wrap our heads around until the end of days. So going back to the question. What happens next? Only God can tell us. And as we read scripture. He will reveal to us. All these great truths. He will reveal to us when a man dies. What happens to his body. And he will reveal to us. By the life the man has chosen. What will happen to us after we have passed death. So, my friends, I believe without a doubt, without belief in this first verse, Genesis 1 verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The reader will have trouble if they don't believe in that first verse they will have much trouble throughout the rest of this book. Genesis 1 verse 1 is the opening framework of where all faith begins. And throughout the book of Genesis, Bereshit is where we see the beginnings of everything. The beginnings of the two sides the beginning of philosophies, ideologies, constructions, concepts. But it all carries itself back to that first verse with the beginning of the master architect, the creator. Now, one thing that is wonderful, many of the ancient sages seeing Genesis 1 verse 1 as its own independent paragraph, its independent verse. It was almost as if they read it as, here is the sum of everything that exists. 
And now let's start breaking it down, which follows by Genesis 1 verse 2. So my friends, these are my thoughts of what is the most important verse in the Bible. And this may not be the ultimate truth, but I encourage you, leave your comments below. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. But these are what I believe, or this verse is what I believe to be the most important verse in the Bible. But might I add, here are also some honorable mentions of great promises that make for great verses in the Bible. I would suggest you check out Genesis 3, verse 15. Genesis 12, verse 1. Isaiah 59, verse 20. John 3, 16. Matthew 28, verse 18. Romans 8, verse 1. And Revelation 22, verse 14. Thank you, my friends, for joining us today. And we hope you were provoked with some thought to encourage you into more study. If you liked what you heard, feel free to like and subscribe. We upload a Q&A once a week. So look for us. We will always be here. And if you're interested in a daily devotion, check out our podcast, The Tinder Bundle, on all our major podcast platforms. And I'm sure you'll find much inspiration there. And we'll provide these links below in the description. And once again, thanks for joining us. I'm your host, The Wandering Avad. And today's Q&A, Kindling Questions, was brought to you by The Adama Project. And this is The Tinder Bundle. Before we leave, let's have a short word of prayer. Great and Heavenly God, we thank you. We thank you for all the curiosity and mysteries you have in this world. Please bless us as we continue to go through the day so we may embrace all the other curiosities and investigate and learn more of your creation. We pray these words in no other name but the mighty name of Yeshua, Jesus the Christ. Amen. God bless, my friends. Have a great and curious day.